when I realized it was autogynephilia and that basically this was a whole fetish, I was probably like mm, 20. And um, I'd been so out of the house out for a while okay, yeah. and living, you know, and living, um, uh, living, you know, with roommates and stuff and working in going to school part time or whatever. And, um, you know, meeting people and you talk about these things, but like there's like tons of propaganda about all this stuff out there. They, they've been documenting their whole thing. So um, so that's when I started to realize that it was like a, it was more of like a sexual thing. And then realizing um, maybe like in my mid twenties that this whole time that this like every aspect of this thing was actually sexual, you know, it wasn't about relaxation. It was about arousal and it was about, you know, keeping secrets and control. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it took a long, it took a long time to unpack. And then, so like once I started getting like feelers out for it, I started like looking into it more and I learned about what autogynephilia was, who Blanchard was, um, and, and, uh, and some of the other stuff. And so, um, and then it just became like peak trans after like 2016 when this shit started really getting crazy. And uh, I was working mm-hmm. in a university and this whole cis trans thing was everything on, on, on the university campus of, you know, everything. It was just people were putting their pronouns in, in on everything. And it was just like, it was just blowing up. And so I got back into it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember. And started reading more and more. And just the, you know, the literature's out there. Um, I think Sheila Jeffries reading her book last mm-hmm. year was like, um, gender hurts was like extremely important to, 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 to see what my damage was, mm-hmm. how yeah. it affected me. I don't even know. I know. I don't even know what, I don't even know what I've experienced, like what happened. And like, I, then I realized I was like, oh yeah, you did experience like sexualized exhibitionism, you know, like sexualized violence, you know, that's, you have to put a name on that stuff and then you got to be like, yeah. oh, you know, expunge it, purge it, whatever, commit to not doing it, commit to like not treating people, you know, as like objects, you know, mm-hmm. that you're, you know, yeah. So and, it sounds therapeutic in a way to, yeah. you know, have a name to these things. And obviously I'm sure it's horrifying. I've dealt with my own stuff slightly recently about my own childhood abandonment and all this stuff with my father. And, mm. you know, I used to joke about daddy issues and until I went to a therapist, we really over a year, like uncovered stuff and I realized how deeply because I always make jokes about it I'm like ah whatever you know I see really amazing dads in movies and I'm like that's so Hollywood wow and just (laughs) dad being a dad hugging a child Mm -hmm. and you know it was awful and it's just crazy how I didn't have any other capacity to understand really that that's not how a father should be a father should love you and ask you how you are and hug you and whatnot Um, but I didn't know I didn't know that until I guess I just, you know, start, you know, went to therapy and started talking about it and found an amazing therapist. And I realized how much it really did affect me really deeply and paint um, this picture, you know, had this lens on of, of me and my life. And I played into the, fell into the victim role very easily, um, which is why I also have so much compassion for these people. You know, they fall into this victimhood complex that is such a dead end. It's such a trap. It mm-hmm. really fucks up your it, it distorted lens of the reality around you. I really can't emphasize that enough. I had one of my podcast episodes talking about that. Um, it's just really not true. Like when you start being like, I'm a victim. And a lot of these things, you are, a lot of people are victim of real things, really, truly. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't have to mold you and become you and distort your view about life. And it, it very easily that happens. It happened to me and I think it's happened to a lot of people now because now we're praising victimhood and you're brave or I don't even know, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, oh, it's so 
it's so insane. It encourages like mental illnesses and going further into it, which oh, I absolutely. feel like the whole mirror thing with your stepfather was really enforcing the delusion. I don't mm -hmm. know. You know, I think those days were really solidifying it further. Um, not necessarily just that day, but the more time you spend with your delusion, especially on your own and without, um, finding therapy or figuring out what this is and, and, maybe even having the capacity to realize this is deeply affecting other people. Like you had to live so many years of lying and I'm sure your brothers and your mother as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't even know if you could have the conversation now. I, I'm just, I can't imagine having a conversation then because I'm sure it's stuff you uh, realized later. But uh, what was I going to say about that? Um, I can't remember. Dang it. Um, I don't remember. Crap. Mm. Well, we were talking about dads and just like basically how have fathers did and base and you know like i got to admit that i was trauma bonded to this man for a while too you know mm. um i went back and lived with him for a short time um uh maybe like a year maybe no, six months to a year um after i left my um live, uh, graduated high school and um, was living on my own a little bit i went to live with him for a little while and um but it was during a custody battle with my mom uh for the custody of my younger brother youngest mm. brother and um and so again it was on the use train i was being used as you know as soon as i was like there because he you know extended all these invitations come you know blah, blah blah and then the ulterior motive was to you know like you know um well i'm fighting your mom for blah blah, blah and this stuff and it was like he was just trying to turn use me and my experience against my mom and he had nothing to say about you know nothing good to say about my mom and it was all of this just bad stuff and it, honestly I just realized then at that moment that this person is just a pathological narcissist and mm -hmm. abusive, you know, and it would just, it just, I didn't want to go ahead and like treat like all male autogonophiles like this. But when I see how they will act towards other people on the internet, I'm like the same lack of compassion, same lack of empathy, the same attempt to dominate, the same attempt to threaten. Um, I mean, same thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just a callback to all that stuff. And it just proves that, you know, um, a lot of these people are really, really fucked up in the head. And that they have decided that this is how they want to express it. And, um, with, I mean, just the threats of violence and just the actual violence. And all, it's real, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and so now they're in this big push to tell women to shut up about the violence. And tell, you know, to lay back and take it. Mm -hmm, and exactly. uh it just infuriates and i think most men i would think that most men like my age or you know would think that's pretty infuriating um we'd like to think that we were like in my generation were like had some strides towards achieving equality especially among the sexes and especially among like um straights and gays you know mm -hmm. but all this yep. stuff is being dismantled and um we're being painted in this bad uh, faith as though we were like actually we did all this so that we could um exclude a certain group of people from from everything else and that's just yeah. not true you know mm -hmm. yeah we write history say jesus was gay i mean every or not gay i'm sorry trans lord oh um, my gosh are you so, serious oh yeah like everything um joan of arc and just all this yeah. uh transing joan of arc i saw that last night exactly yeah Oh, that's what I remember I was going to say. Um, it sounds when you brought up like his specific uh, style of garb, you know, clothing mm -hmm. that he picked it. And you said his mother was an alcoholic, abusive woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, 
I've heard this before where sometimes these AGPs will become the mother they never had. Yes. And I'm like, man, it's interesting that he chose that kind of clothing. Um, I don't know what era that is. You know what I mean? 50s, 60s, yeah. It would be, yeah, because if he was born in 1950, you know, that's the kind of stuff you're seeing on TV or whatever. And, exactly. Or, and that would be some of the stuff. A better version of maybe the mother that he didn't have or the, or the mothering that he wish he did have. That explains actually a lot. And I've heard that mentioned before, too. And I think yeah, in this wild. case, it may have something to it because clearly there is um, some questions about maternal love and affection and mm -hmm. attachment um, there. And, he, and you know, um, this is crazy. And I would love to know more about this, although I just don't think I could dig it up. But it would just be interesting because he has a twin brother. Oh, wow. And it'd be Shut interesting up. to see what... Seriously? Yeah, yeah. You've never contacted him? Did you ever know no, him? No, but my youngest brother is in contact with him. So I think at some point, I'm going to just see what's up with the twin brother. And yeah, like... just have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you never knew him or had ever talked to him? I so... talked to his twin, but they were like... Um, they were kind of like the oil and water, you know, they didn't speak a lot when I was growing up um, living in the household. They, of course, you know, dramatic dudes can have beef at the drop of a hat. Well, I'm you a know? twin and I, people are like, oh, do you feel when she's in pain? I'm like, no, but I, I didn't feel like I got a lot of love from her. I, I feel bad because I don't think she'll ever listen. Maybe she will, but it wasn't very loving. I was very loving to her and it wasn't ever reciprocated and it's mm. pretty hurtful. And I'm like, it was not a BFF uh, twin thing. I mean, maybe Whoa. when we were younger, but... High school is like, I don't know her, and she hung out with the druggies, and I'm like, I don't do that shit. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, think, I mean, it, it's it's more, it's I think it's maybe it's more common, or I don't know, that the that twins don't get along. Um, she, I'm the youngest, so she's like 34 minutes older than me, but that's so funny because we're talking about the youngest it's like really the emergence from the the, the birth canal is like <laughs> well so technically older than you're like really because we're kind of like well, taking the same amount of time you're just a i know <laughs> well, well i only say that because in this sense i felt like i don't want to say she bullied me but treated me like i was a younger sibling kind of a thing yeah. um and i'm not i'm not trying to paint that she was a horrible person but no but... i definitely didn't feel the I don't know. The only time she told me, well, not, maybe not the only time, but I will never forget this. She was wasted. She's like, Lindsay, I love you. And I was so mad. I was like, the only time you can be show me love is when you're like out of it, incapacitated. Like that was so hurtful. Um, mm. I feel like this is weird talking about this on a no, podcast because... not going to her. But I like to tell these stories because I know there are other people out there that are being affected maybe in the same way. Mm -hmm. So this isn't about, this isn't about making, framing my family in a bad way, but it's like, people's narratives and stories about life and how fucked up they can be and um, how personal it is for me to say that, I I don't really want to hold back because I know this can affect someone and, and where they it can affect them where they don't feel alone. And I think people's stories are have the ability to absolutely change the world. Um, that's why the stuff that you're talking about now, uh, have you had an instance where you've been able to talk about it? I'm sure maybe with your wife or mm -hmm. whoever, but dissecting it in a way that i don't know it's obviously it's super it affects you i'm, I'm assuming i don't well, speak for you here yeah so it, it does and i do talk with my wife about it my, my wife is amazing um but um, every husband should be saying that but i really like have found the soulmate in in, in her and um she has listened to a lot of this stuff she's mm. extremely intelligent 
And um, so she's able to reflect back. And she knows me. So she can be like, well, how much of this is you and how much of this is what mm -hmm. happened? So mm -hmm. um, she's been she's great at, at, at that. Um, so I do I do have I had had a chance to talk with her about it because um, it affects your life mm -hmm, and it affects how I see women, you mm -hmm. know, and it affects how I see men. Mm -hmm. And it affects how I want to be as a father. And uh, I am a father. So it, it does affect all that. So oh, wow. when, especially now when it's what's coming out, you know, and feminism is like, I live in a house and I live with a home, in a home with my mother-in-law, my wife, and my daughter. So I'm the only male here. I live in a feminine, you know, feminine dominated household, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and feminism has just basically just permeated my household that I live in now. Um, but it's also like, I'm like more radical feminist than like my wife or my mother-in-law because <laughs> I've just allowed myself to be like, you know, I don't give a fuck. These guys are really causing a lot of problems and it's time to have some radical self-criticism. And as, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure like a red pill or mal pill or anybody, but like, as like, a, you know, as like a commie or whatever, as a Marxist or anything, you were supposed to do some self-criticism, you know? Mm -hmm. and, um, and you're supposed to do a lot of self-criticism and you're supposed to, so she helps me with my self-criticism in that regard because, you know, she's, she's wise <laughs> and um but so and, and i she's actually helped me a lot but I, our, our relationship isn't really centered around like my childhood trauma because both of us have had like our adult trauma and we're just doing a really awesome job of handling that um we quit drinking like three years ago and our life lives have just been like so much better like entwined and you know mm -hmm. and healthier um i yeah. would just recommend anybody who's having struggles with their life just evaluate your relationship with alcohol do that. Yeah, so true. Just evaluate yeah. it. Just evaluate it. It may be like nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so like when you're talking about with your sister, like she was able to speak with, you know, your twin sister telling you, you love her only under the influence of alcohol. That is hurtful. And that's something yeah. that you're never going to forget because yeah, it's so like, as we evaluate that kind of stuff and we evaluate our family life and, and I have been able to talk about this with my wife. I have been able to talk about this with my mom, although my mom's still in the kind of like, you know, like she, she, my mom dealt with the brunt of the, of the problem. So like, she's still in like, she's mo more focused on how it affected her. And I mean, she might not have space for me to deal with that. Just yeah, deal yeah. with my space for it. Cause I'm an intense kind of person. And, um, but I've done a lot of reading on it and stuff. And uh, like, you know, the last time I saw her a few weeks ago and I was just telling her, I was like, I was breaking it all down for her. Like the AGP, mm -hmm, the narcissism, mm -hmm. all of the comorbidities, the narcissism, the alcoholism, the, you know, the Catholicism. <laughs> But um, so, and uh, Wait, she was. Wait, he just, was Catholic. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, he went to Catholic school. That. Yeah. Oh sure. Right. Yeah, and a Catholic. I mean, was he also in the military? Because there's also uh, a crazy amount or, of military uh -huh. ex-military people that become AGPs, and I don't know mm -hmm. what that is about. There's definitely studies on that. Um, it's called like flight into masculinity or something. It's a study about that. I can't huh. remember, but I think they also mentioned, you know, um, having a mother, lack of mother or overbearing mother um, that can. I guess lead into AGPville. I don't know. Mm. I'm obviously paraphrasing poorly, but I mean there but, are studies about this from like the '90s, which is crazy. It's like what? I don't know. Well, um, they've been doing the research for a long time, and that's why when these fools come up with like you know it's not a fetish or whatever, and it's just this like innate gender identity of how I feel. Wrong, wrong. Yeah. We already did the homework. It's you know mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. not like I wouldn't say it's 100 percent settled science, but mm -hmm. at the same time the science happened. I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and thousands of interviews and, you know, and people reconstructing this data. And it's not, 
it's not hate to be like, look, we talked exactly. to these people and asked them what they thought, and this is what yep. they told us. It's not that's not hate. It's not hateful to to use their the things that they said to demonstrate the things that they're doing. Yes, and to just have a conversation and research thing. It's not hateful. No, you know, silencing is helping no one. Um, so he grew up Catholic. <laughs> yeah, went to Catholic school. Um, we were raised Catholic. Um, I didn't go to Catholic school, but I was, you know, we were definitely raised Catholic. I played Jesus a couple times in the church play, you know, got some, some acting <laughs> chops. Um, yeah. La uh, Last Supper Jesus, my favorite. It's the cool, you know, it's Last Supper Jesus was like, you know, he knew he was going out and he was just trying to be the bigger man about it, you know. And uh, uh, I'm not, not a big fan of Stations of the Cross Jesus because you're just getting your ass kicked the whole time. But, um, You're not a fan of what? What'd you say? Stations of the Cross, Jesus. You know Stations of the Cross. What does that mean? Okay. No, so. I don't know. I don't know. I, so, I don't know so much. I should know. More. Catholics like fetishize violence against Jesus, basically, right? Oh my God. I mean, they do. It's uh, it's wow. Jesus is suffering on the cross. And this is an atheist who was raised Catholic, but mm -hmm. Jesus is suffering on the cross, and is a. It's all like, oh, sure, he was on the cross, but up to the cross. I think there's like 14 stations of the cross when Jesus is first tried, and they affix the crown of thorns, and then he falls for the first time, oh, okay. and then, and you know, so each one of these stations of the cross, and then when he finally, you know, um, I think the final one is when he, you know, it's like, Lord, why, why have thou forsaken me or whatever? But it's like mm -hmm. each of these stages of like, you know, his his falling down once is like a okay then we got to pray about this thing and it's like oh then he falls a second time and the thor the sword is thrust into his side and all mm -hmm. of these you know Moments, stations yeah. are like sort of like lifted up and like regarded as like a holy suffering and you know so it's kind of fetishized and they're worshiped in a way and then and it's reenacted as a way so um during um during lent and stuff like that so yeah, yeah stations of the cross it's a pretty pretty wild what do you mean? But I would say that's what I mean by they fetishize the violence because the suffering. Is yeah. Like, ooh, you know. How is that acted out in uh, during Lent? Um, okay, is it Lent? I think I don't. I mean, I've heard <laughs> of it. I think it's it's the month long thing where you give up something that you love. Correct? Mm -hmm. Is it a month? Or yeah. It, a week? it should be a month, I believe, or mm -hmm. yeah, a month. So um, oh, Stations of the Cross. Yeah, it's, it's because it's um, because the Lent is his resurrection. Correct? I cannot. It's been so long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> lapsed, lapsed Catholic. You're talking to one, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. So well, I don't occurs... know what Catholics. I, I I don't know. I'm like I don't even know if Christian. I don't know, dude. Yeah, we're more. it's the dark Christianity. <laughs> it's the men in robes. It's the men in dresses. It's it's the darkest Christianity. Let's be let's be real, dude. Um, it's you know you know what goes on in the Catholic Church. I mean the lies. The I don't want to assume. The, you know, I, I don't know because I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church. I've only heard you know. Yeah stories and i'm not gonna sit there and be like oh this is true you mean pedophilia you're welcome to tell me yeah pedophilia and cover-ups um placing kids on you know um on a serving tray and then moving the priest when he's when he's had his fill or when it gets too uncomfortable so you know a lot you know uh the inquisition the, you know the <laughs> you know the enslavement of uh you know the crusades and stuff like that so you know the catholic church has such a dark history and um so yeah it's it's it brings with it like all of this violence and uh and you're just immersed in it you know mm -hmm. so yeah. and your tremendous guilt you know the, even the confession thing like I, uh, is oh, your, yeah. uh, you know do you guys mess with confession 
uh, my sect of Christian? No, like no. I never, I never understood that. Like you're supposed to talk to God, Jesus, and you know, confess your sins to in a prayer, like you and one on one. So I never understood going to some real person in a uh, box mm -hmm. and like being very vulnerable to people that are human, and humans are have human error, and they're humans, and they can unintentionally slip up. And I'm just like that doesn't belong to. You don't confess to some person. You confess to Jesus. Like, I'm like, that's all of a sudden now Catholicism, as you say it to someone else, like then goes to like, I don't, yeah. I don't subscribe to that personally. And I don't it's subscribe weird. to the, all the, um, praying to separate, uh, saints. Like I never mm -hmm. understood that either. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. now you're, doesn't the Bible say no other like false gods or whatever before? I'm like, well, now why are you individualizing praying to different saints? I'm like, that's, I don't, I never understood that either. But yeah. That's that's interesting. I never really thought about that, but yeah, they, we do we we you know they do mess with the saints a lot, and huh, yeah, yeah. There is it's just such a it's just such a strange like um, yeah, it's kind of like a mishmash, you know. But yeah, it's just dark and. Did you experience any of that darkness, or you've just heard about it, like pedophilia or whatever, or any sort of messed up? Like, did you hear? Did you? Did it happen to you? Did it happen to your stepfather? Like. I wouldn't know if it had happened to him. I know that they use corporal punishment all the time um, in Catholic school when he was growing up, like physical violence. So, of course, that, like, translates into, like, how they parent. Um, oh, God. But, um, you know, like, I don't use corporal punishment. I never... <laughs> what is that again? Why, what is are you that gonna just do? physical violence? Physical violence, who... yeah. Violence against the body. You know, spanking or whatever, like, you know. Um, you know, it's just it, If it worked, I'd be a perfect person. <laughs> It does it's fucking opposite it's it's it doesn't it, what it forces the child to be fearful mm -hmm. like oh yeah. Uh, yeah you can catch it yeah you can catch a beat down anytime so yeah but the confessional aspect of it is really weird because yeah you're right you're vulnerable and then not only are you like confessing to a, a man right um that man True. is then giving you penance like oh you'll say this number of prayers for this thing and this number of, and so That's like this guy is just like handing out Hail Marys, handing out Our Fathers, as though that were really going to absolve me of a crime. If I right. punch my brother in anger or whatever, and then I confess that, I haven't, and then I say a litany of prayers. Yeah. I haven't X really made amends. I've, I've maybe made exactly. amends to God, but what have I done for my brother? So, yeah. yeah, he should yeah, be sitting exactly. out there like, go apologize True. to your brother and then say 10 Hail Marys or whatever, you know. You don't, I, don't, I don't believe in like the repeat. That sounds like just parroting what you're being told to do. And like, do you really <laughs> feel that you shouldn't have to repeat something like over and I mean, that sounds that's so weird. Like having a specific number. Yeah. yeah it's just it's like, the culty I don't and believe mantra. in that either. Yeah. It's, nah, it's, it sounds overly complicated and yeah it's a good point like it's confusing not factoring in the person that you affected um uh, that doesn't sound like they did i don't know no they don't it's it's about it's about basically them achieving this thing where they're standing in for god they're actually standing in 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 place of yeah, god exactly. and they're the, you know, telling they're you what to do i'm like yeah that's like you're mimicking god i mean that's like blasphemous i think right there it's like the whole thing this is a tangent but i don't believe in tarot because tarot can be a uh, a, a situation where someone can dictate to you and manipulate you where they're like mm -hmm. oh and I've, I've had literal stories of someone told me this thing that was a manipulation tactic and i, I don't know i just because mm, mm, well, it's right because it's like up for interpretation right they're saying like, yeah they do like a reading on you and they're going to be like well and, this means that not, oh my gosh you yeah. obviously have something in your life that's like weighing you and down really about you. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can so it's like, it just sounds, they may, it may not be true. It's like, well, or, well, now you just suddenly, you're just, you're vulnerable and susceptible to, you're opening yourself up to, again, that person's not God. Like, why are they telling you how you're supposed to live and whatever? Like, I mean, it's, I think it's a trap. I think it's a kind it's, of a gateway It's what they thing. call, um, like, deception. Uh, it's what they call like induction, I think for yeah. like, um, in like cultic milieus or whatever, mm. anything like that, where it's like, um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah, and so you're just kind of like swept along with this with this thing that's unfolding, and it's not necessarily you're not driving it after after you turn over the reins to somebody else, you know. Exactly. Well said. Yes. Well, is there any other, is there any other like angle we didn't discuss? I feel like, like, um, I was trying to think. We we actually I'm hit not the trying to wind down thing. because yeah. I'm like I feel like we're not even. I don't know. I'm like, no, um, let's see. Must well, I was kind of just like um, maybe if we just wanted to talk about like a little bit um about where things are now yeah, um with it. like uh me as like uh you know like revealed as a uh, transphobe to uh to like the artistic community i was part of and subject to like internet stalking and gang banging or gang stalking or whatever they call that and basically like mm -hmm. i was contacted by uh you know once i was like hey you know like just saying that trans women are women is an ideological statement and then you know they're gonna leak my dms leak that i was a victim of child abuse you know sexualized oh child God. abuse by by a tr by a freaking agp transvestite you know and so they just put I mean, all that up there and to even twist that i'm just like what evidence well, is that that it's going to work for them well what uh, right do I they, they have to comment on that yeah you know what right do they have to say sense. like oh we can talk about this. Like that's not their story. You don't. It's have just the harassment. Right to... It's like leave you alone. You know. It's it's again. They're they're practicing what they say. Don't do that. It's like well, you are doing that. You are harassing and and um. Mentally, just it's just you're disrupting. Just like mind your own business and move on with your life. Okay, someone doesn't believe your cult ideology. Mm -hmm. Move on. They spend so much time tearing down um, someone's psyche and spirit because. They don't, it doesn't align with what they believe in. How is that kindness and niceness? It's vicious. It's literally a cult mentality. Scientology is the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. They say, go in and go in all the way, go in hard. I took notes on that uh, with the Leah Remini documentary. Oh, fascinating uh, stuff. I love Scientology uh, watching. Dude, I don't know if you've watched it recently when you've, I mean, I guess you've had the whole AGP experience where um, I, you know, I watched this like not even a year ago and the parallels with the trans cult is insane it's you know the silencing the just the tactics that they uh participate in is the same shit like if you the gang stalking and the... yeah going against or saying having an opinion like you get cast out and they're psychos they go after you they don't leave you alone they 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 try to wreck you and break you mm -hmm. and i see the exact same behavior with these umbrella people like mm -hmm. it's there's nothing what they say is like we're all about inclusivity and yay happiness and rainbows like they're they're vile they're just they're horrible despicable awful human beings that are have true hatred in their heart the, the shit that they say that we're hateful or phobic or whatever it's like that's such a lie all of it is the biggest lie it's founded on a lie it perpetuates and carries on and exists within a lie completely throughout all of it all of it all of it um i don't know what i'm pretty sure i cut you off um, oh where you are now <laughs> well as far as like you know when you're talking about as like a cultic mil uh, milieu no this is where we are now we are at the place where like when you speak up about certain views and even if they aren't hateful they're immediately in bad faith cast as hateful i was told that i had to um 
remove myself from all of like all of my posts that of my former band they're like um they're like you know you need to like, basically it was ordered to erase myself from a band i had left like a year ago and i was like dude you guys have like all my music recorded on your albums and stuff you're really you're gonna tell me that i need to like take myself off of you know of the of your album or, or take myself off of any posts that have to do with the oh band God, and all that stuff and problem. go through my timeline and erase all references to you it's not going to happen okay you don't have that amount of control over me and as a matter of fact that you would even ask means that you are a terrible person and that That's basically I'm so sorry that happened you can't so erase like, people they- did you leave the band before? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't yeah. affiliated with the, okay, mm-hmm. still. That's... Yeah, but I was still in the artistic community of like, you know, playing with other musicians and stuff. And that's how this whole thing came about. And it was like, it was thrust into the uh, milieu from like me talking to some guys in a union on Facebook to being like all the artists I know going like, oh, this is such a bad look. This is so transphobic and all this stuff. And then leaking my DMs about like, hey man, if anybody's got a right to be, and I'm not saying, you know, it could be me because yeah, yeah. you know and then you know they just get to poo-poo all the thing and they get to poo-poo anybody else's experience so shutting people down telling them to be quiet telling them it didn't happen it's over sorry <laughs> it's over you know we're breaking through this stuff and the bubble is breaking and that's why the like the intensity seems to have picked up people are being yes. more shrill um exactly. they want to fight some more um but see they don't get out in the streets to like um make change that will like protect people they're out there to disrupt other people's things people where they're first, like yeah. climbing for their own space their own spaces and stuff so yeah they're like know, the they're, little minions working for big pharma you know attacking people and making people conform to this you know they don't, even they don't need they, they don't need even to do, do much you know propaganda whatever and then the people are the ones that are attacking others being like you must think this way you must erase your history of, of any of this having opinions like really um it's what it is like if having an opinion is now hate speech you know i be- I live in reality i live in biological reality and if, if they want to call an opinion you know the whole uk ruling that happened with maya you know sh- that whole lawsuit thing got yeah excused or pardoned or whatever where if you have i hate it that it's framed this way because it's like ah it's not an opinion it's reality but it's getting to a place where believing in reality and and uh, biological sex is immutable that that is an opinion where that's now, I think, protected in the UK, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a small strides, but still. Uh, where was I going with that? Um, well, that that's in the sense that, you know, if you say that about the uh, the AFL, see, I, I wrote it mm-hmm. down I don't know what that means, by the way. But, uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's the union, a big, like, auto manufacturer, so I want to say, labors. Yeah, but what you said is, like, well, that's, is your opinion, you know what I mean? So, like, well, so now you can't have opinions? Like, this is crazy. It's so authoritarian, like... You must think this way. You can't think that way. And you, we also can't even have a conversation about it. You need to shut up. Like, that's what's happening. Well, it seems like... How like... are we going to make any progression and learn from each other? And not that I'm saying that, like, living in the with trans people is, like, the way. I, th- I don't believe in it. But it's like, well, I don't think these people are going away anytime soon. We need to find a way where everyone can speak. And especially the... I'm just... I don't think... How the fuck is that going to happen? As soon as you bring in the fact that I have feelings and... This affects me in this way and that way. They'll I've seen this happen where they go, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. It's like so you won't even take into consideration that I have feelings and that I exist. You're just like, no, no, no debate. And they don't debate because mm. they know all it takes is a simple uh prick in their bubble to have it pop. It's not difficult to have this thing unravel but uh before them. And I think they know that. That's why they're not yeah. having debates with anyone because nope, it's like 
no debate is a characteristic. Yeah, it's a characteristic of weakness. You don't have an argument. You literally cannot engage in a debate. And all you can do is parrot what you're being told. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so if, like, if, if you're ever presented with like the existence of somebody like me, who is a victim of you know these people, and it's not all rainbows, and it's not all sunshine, and it is like having to leave the house early, and it is not being allowed to come home, and it is always being afraid of you know, being um, exposed, or um, you know, it is always being manipulated into lying to other people, um, yeah. you don't have an argument. You know, you can't tell me I'm wrong. You can't tell me yeah. that didn't happen to me. And you might want to say, um, oh, it doesn't happen to everybody, but that's fine. You can say it doesn't happen to everybody. a bit too real. So mm-hmm. then they try to shut it down. It's like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's too real. And they always move the goalposts. Like, you'll say that or, you know, things like that in conversations. And they don't want to address it. So they'll be like, well, trans suicide. I'm like, we're having, are we having a conversation or not? Why are you not addressing what I just said? You already are dismissing me. It's clear that you don't give a shit about me because you're not even listening to me. You won't even listen because it's the goalpost thing. They keep changing, you know, I'm, I don't know if you experience this, but it happens all the time with these people where if you do happen to catch a conversation with them, they always then spout out. They don't take into consideration with what you said. They don't even mull it over. They just jump to the next, um, it's like five or six phrases that they always talk about. And they just spout that out to you. Like, it's like, no, mm-hmm. we're not getting to that yet. You need to address what I just said, because if this is conversation that is a normal human conversation, I take into consideration your feelings. You need to take into consideration my feelings. If you can't do that, we can't have a conversation. That's the basics, basicness of having a conversation, I thought. And I mean, I don't even think that is conversations they're having. It's just, uh, well, they can't think for themselves. Well, if dangerous. you're looking at like, you know, where this is coming out and like why it's so, so prevalent in our society. You got billionaires, you know, pushing a propaganda um, for profit, right? Mm-hmm. So they're pushing. Billionaire um, AGP men. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's why that Martine Rothblatt thing I saw last yeah. night from like 93 was like, oh, and it was about transgender liberation. So it's like, dude, you guys, transgender, uh, let's just put it this way, dude. Nobody, like the, 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 the word liberation, it has to do with a very specific state of being right like you are not Mm. free you're enslaved or and you don't have liberty right Mm -hmm. so framing things in liberation terms really requires like a deeper discussion and like a very nuanced discussion because um there isn't such thing as unlimited freedom there isn't such thing as unlimited liberty every liberty that exists on god's green earth has a limit and Mm -hmm. um so this idea where there's no limits, no boundaries, all that stuff is being pushed by people who are profiting off of like a transhumanist agenda, people yeah, who are yeah. profit, you know what I'm saying? And that was one of the things that got me um, yelled at too by the former bandmates, the idea that there was a sort of gender um, identity um, industrial complex or whatever, like, uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. basically like there was like, they were just denied a high heaven. Oh, what do you mean? There's like a you know, it's like an industry, a gender industry. That's what it was. And they mm-hmm. would deny to high heaven an industry. I'm like, dude, are hormones free? Is surgery free? Is training for surgery free? Uh, all the, like, that's not free. There's an industry yeah. behind it. They have products yes. to sell. Why, why is that? And so like, this is why, um, this is why I'm glad you, that I get to talk to you because I know that you're like towards on the right side of the spectrum, even though I'm gesturing left with this, okay. Um, mm-hmm. and, about politics? Um, Huh? Yeah. Right. Okay. Does it yeah. feel like I feel like some of the no, I didn't know that, what you meant by that. I'm okay. like, what spectrum? Because <laughs> it's a spectrum. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like on the political spectrum that you're going to be on the right side. Right. And so, and so we're like, I'm on the left side of the spectrum. Right. And I'm glad that you're having on, having me on because we can talk about these things because right in between you and me and our positions on this place, you know, there's a great mass of people who are extremely ignorant, yeah. um, who are violent and they're angry and they don't want to listen to what, so they, in their minds, they say like, you couldn't possibly agree with me. And I couldn't possibly mm. agree with you. Like mm. you and I should not be having this conversation because we're so diametrically opposed. This is about difference humans. Is, like left yeah. and the right thing has nothing to do with it. Like it doesn't. Nothing. I don't it give can't. a shit. That's what it keeps can't. us separate. If we can't have conversations and all you focus on is like yeah. the religious beliefs or their political beliefs or whatever. Like even if they were trans, I, 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 I wish I had conversations with them, but they're, oh, it's infuriating. Um, yeah. They're not there to have conversations. They're there to convince, uh, I believe and whatever I've, I've listened to uh, debates where i'm just like wow um well why do you gotta be so yeah, stupid yeah. about it i'm like why do they gotta why are their points so like ham-fisted and and you oh. know trans men are women they've always been women well if, why no, are they, they men if you're saying trans like you're, you're literally giving it away there no they're not trans mm -hmm. men are trans men which yeah. i don't even like saying that because it's uh is it the word confiscation of language it's just a a deliberate language disruption to say mm -hmm. Trans girls should be allowed to play with girls in sports. I'm like, they're being no, no, banned. No. Yeah, I know. But it's like, well, they're using the word girl because people, half the people don't know what the hell trans is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, and I, I had to like really, like, unfortunately learn this. I'm like, okay, trans woman means a man pretending to be a woman. Because mm -hmm. I hear woman and I'm like, oh, that must mean a woman who's pretending to be a man. Mm -hmm. So I had to be like, no, that's a man pretending to be a woman because it's the word woman. So I had to literally like untrain my mind what woman is really, which is kind of terrible Yeah. Um, to be like, wait, it's a man pretending to be a woman. And also trans man is not a man pretending to be a woman. It's a woman pretending to be a It's just like wild. Like a lot of people don't know that. And people say like, you know, a man um, taking first place on a cycling podium thing. Um, the woman- McKinnon. Uh, no, well, that, that person is one of them. I always said she, oh, he, um, where the, the woman captioned it. I know <laughs> such a male Lord. Um, but she captioned it. Like she said, trans man. And I'm like, people don't know what it means. You know, it's just a deliberate language disruption because when people that don't know what it is, um, even the people that do know what trans is, it's so, it confuses you. Cause you're like, what girls? Not being allowed to play with girls that's crazy yeah you're Fuck using you. the same like, language it's a very it's very intentional it's on purpose to confuse people because mm -hmm. people are going to get immediately passionate about it and be like whoa that's not fair let girls play with girls and they'll start fighting for that and, and again it's the same thing where like imagine them halfway being like oh that's a boy well shit, i've already bought into it may as well keep it going I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, yeah, so it's just laziness. I mean, it's just laziness and kind of going along. And you were saying earlier, it's just cowardice. You know, it's just mm -hmm. cowardice because basically what we have to do at the end of the day is go, okay, what are we really, really talking about? What are we really talking yeah. about? You know, yes. are we talking about, we're talking about sex, mm -hmm. you know, and we're talking about the difference between the sexes and the se people are like, <laughs> I got in this freaking ridiculous argument with people who are like, who don't, they don't know what sexual dimorphism is. They oh, think yeah. that sexual yeah. dimorphism is a cultural thing. They're like, there is greater, this person commented to me, like there is a greater difference, um, greater sexual dimorphism in other cultures than oh, in God. black and Asian cultures and in whites. So wait a second, you're saying there's a greater difference between male Asians and female Asians, and there's a greater difference between 
black people who are males and black people who are female, you know what I'm saying? Black men and women, they're saying like there's greater differences in the sexes. Well, I just like, think this well, language- you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> the language, the distortion of language itself and what words mean is very apparent now. Like the whole hate speech thing. Hate speech is me saying men don't belong in women's sports. Like that's hate speech. Telling, um, you know, teenage boys to get out of the women's bathroom is- is her is this these women came after me harassment like they're saying i'm harassing there were there those kids were calling me names they but i'm just you like home, didn't they yeah they did it was wild and the kids were crouching <laughs> in the back seat i know there's a whole other story that i didn't get to type out but um um hey. it's just this whole language thing where it's like these these words don't mean what they're saying it it's not the words that they're using is not what the words actually mean and should mean i mean this is why language is important um obviously <laughs> well and that's why it's it's being used as a weapon to yeah. like numb your senses when they talk about like you know i get to say like you know uh pronouns are real hypnol i would have heard that recently mm -hmm. and it's just basically and i get what they're saying by that you know um that you're just basically having your senses dulled and you're having your ability to discern Psyop. events like yeah interfered with and um you know, it's, it's not okay. And so people need to, people just need to get a little bit more invested in being radically honest with themselves, you know? And, um, and guess what? Don't get pissed off when people don't want to lie for you anymore. Don't get pissed off when people don't want to lie to you anymore. You know? Um, it's not our job. It's mm -mm. literally not on us. And it's, it's painful for me, man. I'm a victim of these, of, of this as a kid. I'm, I'm a grown man now and I don't replicate that behavior, but it's like, as a, I'm a grown victim of child abuse from this click you know, from a, yeah, a representative of these people. So when they come out and tell me that it's all one way or another, I'm like, you know, you're just wrong. And you don't get to tell me that it didn't happen. And, um, and, and guess what? I get to have my opinion. And my opinion is that you people are actually experiencing something that is disorienting and it's, mm -hmm. it's radiating outward. You know, yeah. it's radiating yeah. outward to other people and we're getting caught up in a disorientation where I don't yes. know, who I'm talking to, who is, you know? And know. so I don't like being put on the back foot like that because I feel like I have a very like solid grasp of the ownership of my mind and my mental state. And, um, you know, I think everybody should be able to like, are entitled to have like a, a holistic grasp of your mental state being in good condition or bad condition or whatever. So, and it should be up to somebody else going, whoa, you're crazy because you said that, or whoa, that's weird. Maybe that didn't happen to you or like that, you know? It's, it's manipulation. Yeah, and it's big Maybe time and it's prevalent. Things. Yeah, and emotional manipulation is huge. I mean, this whole narrative, I think a lot of why it is working is emotional narratives that they pull on. I've seen so countless articles about men dealing with, you know, tr being trans and discrimination and having to work extra harder, extra hard to accomplish things in life. You know, the whole like trans misogyny thing, it's wild. There's so many articles about, you know, men athletes that are pretending to be women. It's so like, meh, you know, suicide rate. I'm like, oh Lord, it just, it's so, it's a very manipulative emotional tactic in, in their writings. Sensationalism is out of control, bullshit. It's just like, and like, I'm like half the articles that are out like that. Like, look at who wrote this, this newspaper company or like online press company, who, who pays that company? Like follow the fucking money. People have no time and care and they just, will recite and believe what they read on the internet, oh. um, just the propaganda, the news. They'll just be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like people don't <laughs> do have the ability mean. to think critically and be like, huh, like why is this so aggressive uh, since the lockdown? Like, wow, this is, 
you know, they haven't been, it seems like a lot of people haven't been able to step back. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people also realize it's going on and they're terrified. Like a lot of women that are standing on these podiums with men in these uh, cycling events around the U.S., they're just up there smiling. I'm like, how? It's because he's, you're going to be kicked out of what you've worked so hard to do and practice and, uh, you know, train your body yeah. to do what you love. And if you speak and you just have an opinion of like, this is fucking unfair, you'll, you'll yeah. be like released from the team immediately. Mm -hmm. These people are, are just being silenced on, on the large. And I'm like, if they can't speak, then I will be glad to speak for them, uh, well, which I feel like is what you're doing and I'm doing here, you know? I really appreciate that um, that you're doing this because you had um, you have Jennifer Bilek on, yeah, and um, she is amazing when it comes to getting the. If you need to know where the money's going, where it's coming from, Bilek is, yep. is your girl. And it, cheers, Jen, because you're awesome, and I know you're a Marxist, and and only only place you can get any traction to speak is by going on and talking to people from the opposite side. The political spectrum because they're not in this dumb bubble in the middle where everybody has to be nice everybody everybody has to be liked everybody has to like everybody else it's that's not how human interactions work and i'm not gonna like everybody else. no you know not everybody's gonna like me i get it um but there's this great like bubble in the middle um and i just call them liberals because they're to my right you know but it's like um and they're just engaged in this thing so we have to skip over that bubble and i don't really want to talk to those people anyway <laughs> but um, but you know I'd rather come over here and talk to you because I find you interesting. I think your art's amazing. I love your mystique pinup. That mystique oh, pinup that you did. That is you. so cool. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was yeah, like, I want, I, yeah, yeah, that was cool. So because uh, I'm an X Men fan, growing up, oh, you yeah. know, in the oh, Auto Gynophilia house, I was in comic books reading X Men all day. Gotta you know, escape every day. that shit. Lord. Yeah. So um, so uh, you know, but like uh, for you know for doing this with like ha having Jennifer Bilek on, and um, I was just like, wow. So I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm at a place can, where we're doing the right thing. You yeah. know, you're, you're not like, I told you like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm a commie and atheist. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know? it doesn't matter. Like yeah, these are just, that shit doesn't matter. Like it's, these are real stories that are affecting everyone, no matter what your religious or political beliefs are. And um, I don't know, did we get to discuss the thing like where you are now thing? I feel like I've just keep- uh, Kind of, I guess, yeah, yeah, we did. And, but I just wanted to actually thank you again, just one more oh, time. Oh, no problem, no problem. Thanks and uh, you know, um, for what you're doing and not just having me on, but just just thanks, you know. Um, oh, thank but, you. Yeah, thank you. so, um, but as far as like where we are now, you know, um, I'm, I basically repelled the uh, trans um, sort of like uh, attempt at capturing my daughter um, you know, through internet and discord servers and stuff like that. And basically she was like, um, you know, talking to a lot of people started engaging in cutting like place like a year ago. And we're, and so, you know, um, and you know, it was like, I, I swear it was like one time or something like that. And we were just, my wife and I were like, what is going on? So we started like delving into what she was, and she was just being exposed to all of these social contagions via the internet. So that's what, yep. that's like the main vector for this stuff. It's like totally internet based um, oh, yeah. and reinforced. And mm -hmm. so like where I'm at right now is basically like um, going full turf on the internet. Um, Cause it doesn't bother me um, as much as I thought it would like basically having the social program posted at me, it was like, ripping the band-aid off you know yes. i already hit peak trans then they radicalized me through this like massive <laughs> um you know like gang stalking and stuff it like has that an opposite so, yeah. effect it literally like 
pushes you further into away from them. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like, you really think you're going to convince people by being nasty and vicious. Like you're really failing at, uh, indoctrinating someone who could be a cult member. You know what I mean? Like what, what good is that doing? Like, I guess it's to guilt people or some shit, you know, like, yeah, I think it's a guilt thing where you feel, they want you to feel so guilty that you'd be like, Oh shit, sorry. And then you kowtow and you beg for forgiveness over and over, not just once, but forever. Yeah, um, exactly. And as if they wouldn't use that. that o- yeah, yeah. And as if they would never use that over your head if you slip up and they'll go, Did, yeah, didn't you? You know, I'm sure they would mm. just, it just doesn't work that way where they're forgiving ever. They're not forgiving. But that's what it's the internet's also teaching us too is like the basically, like, you know, your foibles are there, they're out there. So, yeah. um, you know, like make, make of that what you will. But the, the thing is that, like, just because a web page from 10 years ago is still up doesn't mean that I haven't changed. I mean, it doesn't mean that all of us aren't yeah. moving and changing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. incapable of change. We are capable of change. And that yes. is one of the things that we have to reiterate out there. Like, you can't make me hate you. Okay. And, um, and that's it. You know, you can't make me hate you. I've already come so far full circle around that stuff where I'm, you know, I've experienced the violence, experienced the, the, the the shame and the guilt and all that stuff and it's just like it can't work on me anymore so i feel i feel good about that but i need i think i needed that almost like that weird radicalizing moment because you know it just you know it shows who your friends are and shows how deep the bonds are or aren't and yeah you know it's very clarifying we'll put it that way it really builds character and that's what i've been saying i'm so glad you said it too because i know i'm not the only one in this where it's obviously they instill this fear in you where you're like ooh, i don't know if i want to say this and even when i was uh you know saying little things on facebook and when i saw the jk rowling thing that happened where she was retweeted something about like they said uh people who bleed and she was like what's the word being all like uh women yeah 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 we're mixing or something and i I was i almost retweeted that and it was like but women are the ones that you know have periods and and i was like delete because i had this sense of uh uh-oh she's under fire and like oh i don't want that that was a you know when that happened i guess Mm -hmm. last january i don't even know um, but then I don't know the whole pile on thing. And once that happens and it's, it is terrifying. It's like, what the fuck? People came out of the woodwork that I've, I've never commented on my Facebook insulted my art. I'm like, why is that related again? Um, but it is, it sucks. It's not fun. And you're like, what? Cause it's just, they make you think that you've done something horrible. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you go, I'm alive and fuck those people. Cause they're clearly insane. Cause if you have enough awareness of who you, who you are, that's not going to affect you. And you go, you're lying. Like, this isn't true. And so if you're able to have your, I guess, wherewithal about yourself and believe in yourself and know who you are at the end of the day, this stuff, the more you deal with it, the more, at least with me, I'm sure with you and other people, I just gain so much like integrity and, and I'm like so proud to resist it. And it just, it has a really opposite effect of what, you know, when they come after anyone or at least me, Mm-hmm. turf and shit i'm like yawn it doesn't have, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like oh, it doesn't have that same effect mm-hmm. of like oh my god or first of all half the people are like that you know get called that like what the fuck does that even mean what dirt mm-hmm. i'm dirt what is that it's so silly this, this acronym world i'm like what yeah. it's so childish but it does it's just one of those things that you really do have to experience and <clears throat> it's not gonna be fun but it's the fucking internet the internet's not even real anyway and i guess it can happen in real life too it certainly can like the I mean, imagine you're in a band and they kick you out of the band or something, or you have your art displayed in a local shop and that's, you know, real life stuff. The internet's not real, but it is kind of real. I don't know. It's just, don't be afraid. That's what they want. It keeps you silent. And the more we stay silent about this, the more 
your freedoms get ripped away from you. It's already happening. Um, even for not just females, but everyone, you know, it's, it's so kind of communist. It's just wild. I don't know. Uh, just well, don't be afraid. It's such a lie. There are well, people like is, us that will, I will gladly be like, come on down. You're mm -hmm. uh, even, you, you're an ex uh, TRA trans right activist. That's fine. I don't care if you've seen the light, you're my friend. Like, let's go. Like, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to uh, judge you for that or anything. I'll be like, we're friends. Like, I don't have any hate. Exactly. And it's, it's too, it's too, it's too simple, right? It's like such a simple, oh, yeah. it's, just, it's just too facile. Like, oh, you just hate people. That's, that's preposterous. That's preposterous. Yeah. It's denying every um, experience I've ever had. And it's denying yes. that I know what hate is and that mm -hmm. I'm, you know, so I don't go for that <laughs> very mm -hmm. much because it does have to do with like, you know, soldiering on through it. And you can soldier on through this. You know, you can get hit with all of these negative stereotypes and people can just lie about you and be like, oh, and, you know, I'm so disappointed in you and, and all this stuff. And I think the, 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 the part that hurts me the most was like two of my, um, uh, this lesbian couple, uh, friends mm -hmm. of mine. And these are people, um, who are friends, but they were friends from the music scene. But also mm -hmm. a few years ago, um, I helped them out on the legal matter and I got their mm -hmm. case thrown out, you know? So, um, they were, they were up on some stuff. And so these are like, these are people who I would consider like comrades at arms, right? People who were like, mm -hmm. we fought the man together, you know, we took on the town yeah. or whatever. And, and, um, and we won, you know, and, uh, and it was just from like, you know, just reaching out and having the same interests and stuff. So these people were like my friends, comrades at arms. And then to have them like also like leak my DMs. And these are, these are, this is a gay couple, a lesbian couple. And I'm like, you're, you're, you are caping and, and like propping up a group of people who basically want to erase you, you know, yeah. who think that you are being ridiculous for not wanting to have sex with men or, yeah. you know, for, or being a bigot for not, liking dick or what oh, yep, yep. all of that stuff and so that was like the, the most painful thing that i regret the most if i could have i would have my relationship with those two women back because um they're extremely powerful and i know that if i got to talk to them or if we could um yeah, yeah. hash this out that they would understand me better so like for me like where i'm at now is like i'm hoping one day to get one relationship back out of this whole thing that i've lost and that possible. would be it. Yeah. And so do I, because these are intelligent people, you know, and mm -hmm. I think getting caught up in that whole drama, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are sympathetic. Yeah. I was going to say that we're dealing with like as adversarial, adversarial, um, the adversarial party. I feel like we're dealing with a lot of people who are unsure of who they are. You know, they don't know, they don't have that integrity in themselves. They don't have that ability to wake up in the morning and go like, oh, that didn't happen. Or that was, you know, that's not me or whatever. So they're malleable and, and protean and, you know, like they can be changed. And so they're being forced by this other outside force to become this way. And, and they're going along with part of it and stuff. So it's because they're not secure. Their identity is in flux. All right. That's they have identity issues, you know? And so um, the more certain you are about yourself and you know that you're not a hater, that's good for you. You're not doubling down. You're not telling people, you know, something that's not true. And, um, mm -hmm. and so I like how just bold you are. And I, I appreciate it. You're not a hater. You just don't give a fuck. I'm always like to, yeah. Let's say this woman tell my wife, you know, like, this, this woman is just killing it over here. So like I, I love that. I was like, this woman is not you know. And uh and so like you know, so like you know, we're like fans of you in our house um for that for that aspect. But it's because um yeah, it's because you're you're who you are who you are, you're fully developed and you're certain, and that's why you can have somebody like me on your show and go like, Hey dude, you know, like we don't agree on some of this, but that doesn't even matter. 
Because it doesn't matter. It's really well, not affecting us. It's really though. not in play. That's life. You're going to encounter people that don't think the same way. Is that going to make you cast them out and you call them names? It shouldn't be that way. This is what the gloriousness of like life and experience and hearing other people's stories about, oh, you're homosexual. Tell me about, I want to know. Like, I want to mm -hmm. know. It may not be my belief on or what I believe, but I'm like, but I want to know. I have compassion for other humans. Um, thank you so much for those kind words. It was very sweet and making me blush oh. over here, but um, <laughs> cool. I don't know. I guess did we cover everything that you would, you would have liked to have covered? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just, um, oh, I wanted just to give you a, a quick recommendation on something to read. Have you ever um, read Combat, Combat Liberalism by Mao? No. <laughs> it's a short little essay about like liberal mindset and thought and why like um, what you can do to combat it in your own thoughts because basically it's just basically he, he equates liberalism with sloppy thinking, incomplete hmm. thoughts, you know, repeating mantras and, and, and not really like being critical. So if you ever read one commie thing, read the short little thing <laughs> about combat liberalism and you can kind of see where I'm coming from with like, you know, the owning your own mind, like being able to criticize mm. what you see in, in yourself mm -hmm. and and um, and out there in other people, you know, and when people criticize you, you can tell if the criticism's coming from that place where they're trying to better you or they're just trying to tear you down. And that's a really powerful thing to to be able mm -hmm. to distinguish, you know, because like helpful criticism will build you up. You'll get, yeah. you know, and um, it shaves off those weak points, you know, and um, it's important and to withstand that and feel hurt if someone insults your uh, expertise, like if you're an artist or a musician, someone's like, that song sucks or whatever. It's, and to not be like, you're an asshole. If, it's like, well, why, why do you feel that way? Like maybe you can, you can use it as a learning opportunity to be like, oh, I would love to hear it. Cause maybe, maybe you'll learn something by having a conversation. Oh, <laughs> God forbid. I know that's why like the no debate thing is so disgusting to me because it's like, are you seriously telling me that you just give up right now? Basically, you, know, you just yeah. can't talk about it, you know. Okay, well, yep. you know, then I can just just don't need to listen to you, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Your story is so important, and I definitely know you're not alone in this. And sorry you experienced that. It's freaking terrible, but thank you so much. Your story is again. I'm just gonna keep repeating myself, but it is so important, and I really value. Thank you for spending the time and coming on and telling the the world that. So. It's my pleasure. I've been actually wanting to uh, just talk to you and meet with you and just, you know, um, yeah. So this has been really cool for me. And um, yeah, we'll see you around the internet. All right. Coolness. Take care then. <laughs> see you Bye. Hey, what's up? When people talk about important stuff, they always do this thing. I have important things to say. Tap, tap, tap. Now are you listening? Yes. Don't forget to hit subscribe and like this video and leave me a comment if you have any thoughts or feelings or what do you feel about all this gender ideology and BS stuff? How is it affecting you if, if it is or if it isn't? Check out my subscribestart.com forward slash distorted lenses to continue to support my work and also support my work by donating to me on PayPal, paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens. Anyway, so... See you next time, people.